Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Angle Mock, my mock draft for the 2020 NBA Draft Lottery. This is what I would do if I were making the pick for each team in the lottery. I'm not going to get you guys anywhere if I'm trying to predict what's happening and give you the, the inside scoop. I don't have that, but I can tell you who I like. I've been digging into this draft for a while. I'm excited to dive in. Before we get started with the lottery picks, be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all of our other content goes live. I will have one final update that I'll post to my Twitter, so follow me there, at Josh Engelman, before the draft tomorrow. I know I'm excited. I hope you guys are. Here's what we've got at number 14 for the Boston Celtics. Coming in at number 14 for the Boston Celtics, we're going to a center out of Maryland, 20 years old, 6 feet, 10 inches tall, 7-1 wingspan. I'm going to Jalen Smith. Now I'm going to take a look at some of the comps that are listed in the Ringer's draft guide just to paint a better picture for everybody else. I think it's uh, a little bit easier to go that direction. They list Serge Ibaka, Kelly Olynyk, and Thomas Bryant. I get where they're going there. If the defense ever catches, you could look a little bit more surgy. If there's not a ton of defense there, you're more Kelly Olynyk, Thomas Bryant. I think there's a little bit more athleticism here, which is exciting. I think I like the Thomas Bryant comp a bit more than the Kelly Olynyk comp. Celtics have three picks, so I think they could take a swing here. Um, Jalen Smith would be sort of the opposite of Robert Williams, a, an all-defense guy, no real range. Jalen Smith, 75% free throw shooter. That is a better indicator than three-point percentage of what your future three-point rate will be. Well, he shot 37% from three. So I like Jalen Smith as a potential stretch five down the line. If he can get there defensively, that's what will make the difference. And that's why I like Jalen Smith as a flyer for the Celtics. This is a kid that works hard. I expect that kind of work ethic to work well in Boston, a team that's not going to get by with nonsense. They're like You're not going to be able to be a problem for the Boston Celtics. So if he's working that hard for such a well-run organization, I think he can get there defensively. And that's why I think it's worth the risk as a guy who really fits the modern NBA. Now with the number 13 pick, it's the New Orleans Pelicans who have made a little bit of a change to their team since I originally started prepping this, but we're going to Tyrese Maxey, 19.5 years of age from Kentucky, six foot three with a six, six wingspan ringer comps of Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal, Carson Edwards. That's a little all over the map, but what we know is he's a shot maker. Shot 83% from the line. The three ball didn't fall, but it looks pretty projectable. Should be above average defensively, whether he's on the ball or off the ball. And I think that works as a perfect complement to the guards that are in New Orleans, one of which is not Drew Holiday 
any longer. I think that he's got it. This feels a lot like... Uh, I guess it feels a lot like Tyler Hero, and I hate saying it right now, but it's just another guy, another Kentucky guard that I think can be a good shooter, a solid defensive player that you might not have seen coming. At 13, I think it's just really nice to get another young quality guard, another potential good shooter that can be on the outside for the future for Zion Williamson and for my man, my one of my favorites, Brandon Ingram, shout out to Duke. Now at number 12, I'm going to Sadiq Bey. A little older, 21 years, coming out of Villanova. 6'8 with a 6'10 wingspan. He's a 3 and D wing. Uh, comps of Tobias Harris, Damari Carroll, Jay Crowder. You know what kind of player you're getting there. Uh, you know, Damari Carroll might lean a little bit more to the defensive side of the 3 and D. Tobias Harris might be a little bit more on the offensive side of that 3 and D. The 3 is definitely there though. Uh, Sadiq Bey shot 45% from three at Villanova last year on 175 attempts. That three is legitimate. And he's got two of the most coveted skills in the NBA right now, perimeter defense and three-point shooting. And Sacramento just doesn't have guys like him. They have an overabundance of point guard shooting guard types. They have an overabundance of four and a halfs to fives. What they don't have are guys that fit firmly in that three, four range. I think Sadiq Bey is perfect here. He's going to knock down the shots. He should be a perfect complement to someone like De'Aaron Fox. I really like the idea of having him out there in a Marvin Bagley lineup as a defender on the wing. This is just a perfect fit and the exact type of guy the Sacramento Kings need to add. Number 11, going to the San Antonio Spurs. The guy that I think is like the biggest enigma in the draft, and I don't know where to put him. It's going to be Patrick Williams. Uh, not even 19 years of age yet, coming out of Florida State, six foot eight with a 6'11 wingspan. I mean, the ringer comps are insane. Danilo Gallinari and P.J. Tucker are sort of opposites. I, I don't totally get how you get to those comps, but I think that also sort of describes the way that I feel about Patrick Williams. He shot 84% from the line. I love it. That should help because he was only 32% on limited attempts from three. It can be at least mildly projectable, but he's ultra efficient at the rim. He does a lot of the little things on the basketball court correctly. That obviously fits really well with the Spurs ethos. Um, and we know that the Spurs have a ton of guards. They are overloaded at the one and two. The same scenario as the Kings. They just don't have a lot of guys that fit this particular mold. Seems like he would be perfectly fine next to Yaka Pertle, although he would need to show a little bit more shooting range. Uh, you don't want to get both of those guys crowding up the rim too much. I guess if we look at the, the ringer comp, Danilo Gallinari plus some rim protection. I mean, that's a really scary player if it gets there. I'm going to assume that the rim protection does... And the scoring is probably a step behind Gallo. That's still a really valuable player in today's NBA. And that's why I want to go to Patrick Williams at 11. All right, coming in at number 10, I'm going Isaac Okoro to the New Look Suns. Perfect fit as far as I'm concerned. 19 years of age, coming out of Auburn. Six foot six with a six nine wingspan. The comps are Gerald Wallace, Justice Winslow. You kind of need to dream on those a little bit. Uh, Winslow makes a little bit more sense. The offense never really got there the way that you would like it to. And that's where Okoro stands right now. He's the ideal three and D wing. If the shooting shows up, it wasn't there last year in college. The problem is it might not. However, this is the perfect situation for him. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Deandre Ayton, even Cam Johnson to an extent who he plays next to perfectly, by the way, 
I love the idea of Okoro trying to grow here because he doesn't have to do too many things offensively. They have plenty of offense to go around now. He can focus on the things that he does best, which will allow him to work on the back end to the things that he needs to cover. If that three-point shot starts to fall, Isaac Okoro will look like a steal at number 10. At number nine, he fell a bit for me. This is going to be lower than I'm expecting him to get drafted. But again, this is the angle mock. This is what I want. Onyeka Okongwu, 19 years of age, coming out of USC. He's 6'9 with a 7'1 wingspan. The comps, get ready. Bam Adebayo, Antonio McDice, Taj Gibson. You can see the range there, the dynamicism. There's no way that's a word, but you guys know what I mean. He's falling for me because I think he's a little bit undersized for the five. Now, that might not matter moving forward, but for right now, it, it does concern me a little bit. We're going to get to James Wiseman. Wiseman with a monstrous size advantage here. Significantly bigger wingspan. I think that Okongwu can be very versatile as a defender, but he might struggle against the true bigs, the, the Joel Embiid's of the world. Although, who wouldn't? He should do really, really well in the pick and roll. It really fleet of foot, but I'm a little bit nervous that if the size is just a half tick behind and the offensive ability is just a tick behind, that he doesn't get there all the way. And that could be just like a, you know, Taj Gibson made a hell of a career. Um, if Okongu works the way that Taj Gibson does, he's going to be in the league for a long time. I actually think Okongu can play alongside of Thomas Bryant. He'll be a little bit better defensively. That's not high praise. Thomas Bryant really low on the totem pole defensively. But because of Thomas Bryant's ability to stretch the floor, I think that combination can actually work together. Makes for a nice complement of two bigs. At the very least, it's worth the shot. And if we find out that Okongwu is the guy and Thomas Bryant isn't, Bryant's only under contract for this year and next at like eight and a half million. You're not hamstrung at all if you want to go with Okongwu. You have 48 minutes to play centers. No reason these guys can't split 24. All right, Knicks fans, get ready. Number eight, I'm going Obi Toppin. We know, he, he's older, 22 years of age, coming out of Dayton, 6'9 with a 6'11 wingspan. Here are the comps. You already had this experience before. Amari Stoudemire. Now, you like Amari Stoudemire, you just don't like microfracture surgery. Kyle Kuzma, bouncy Marcus Morris. I like it. I'm a big fan of Obi Toppin, and I think that he could help the Knicks out right away on a team that's just sort of lacking guys that can play. Toppin shot 70% from the line, 39% from three on 82 attempts, so the shooting ability is there. He was one of the most efficient scorers in college basketball last season. Uh, basically anything he put in the air, it ended up going in. He's clearly going to be a sick dunker for the next few years. That will be fun. Not a great defender. In fact, pretty poor. But I think that pairs really well with Mitchell Robinson. Uh, Toppin can play as the backup center against some second units. And I think he works because of his ability to stretch the floor. I think he can be okay with Mitchell Robinson on the floor as a five. He's going to get beat over and over again in the pick and roll. But when you have Mitchell Robinson to like erase your mistakes, it's not going to be as big of a problem. I think it fits right now. I know he's a little older than you would like, but I really do like Obi Toppin here at number eight for the Knicks. At number seven, I am giving the Pistons Tyrese Halliburton 20 years of age out of Iowa State, 6'5 height, 6'8 wingspan with the ringer comps of Shea Gilgis Alexander and Sam Cassell. Uh, that feels fun, but this is exactly, exactly what the Pistons are missing. They need a playmaking ball handler. It's not going to be just Derrick Rose. They don't have any other guys like Halliburton 
on their roster. Shot 42% from three last year, 82% from the line. I see no reason why Halliburton doesn't continue to be an above average shooter in the NBA. This dude works hard. He's exactly the type of guy you want out on the floor. I think he'll fit perfectly for Dwayne Casey, uh, a guy that's just going to do the right things from the from day one in the organization. Now, he might peak as a secondary creator, and I think that's fine. He'll probably feel a little overtaxed right now, but if Blake Griffin is on the floor and he's healthy and Derrick Rose is healthy, then he can be that secondary creator and slowly work his way up the ladder. I just really like getting a character guy like Tyrese Halliburton into the Pistons. They are short on talent, but I like this pick. Coming in at number six for the Hawks, I'm taking Killian Hayes. Uh, just shy of 19 years of age, coming out of France, 6'5 with a 6'8 wingspan. Ringer comps are Russell and Ginobili. I can take those or leave them. You know, they're just both lefty guys. But he is a raw and dynamic player. And I think you want to take shots at high-level talent. I didn't like the DeAndre Hunter pick for the Hawks. I don't think that's the type of thing you should be doing with Trey Young out of the gate. I want to take guys who can hit home runs. I'm not looking for singles and doubles quite yet. I think Hayes can be that home run. He's an adaptable defender. There's no reason they can't be on the floor with Trey Young. Um, you know, a 6'8 wingspan is going to be enough to be guarding, you know, your best ones and twos if you need him to be. This guy can be like a, <laughs> this is a weird way to say it, like a step back James Harden. You're never projecting anyone to be on that level, but he has that kind of creation game in him and I'm sure it's because he's been watching him for years uh and watching him hone his craft this pick scares me because there is a very realistic chance that it is a problem if he is as inefficient as D'Angelo Russell uh, that could make for some headaches with Trey Young but the upside the idea of having someone with the creative ability like Trey Young and Hayes on the floor at the same time is too much for me to ignore at the number six spot Number five for the Cavs, and this is probably the, the best Cavs pick since, I don't know, their C of number one picks, Devin Vassell. And just because of where he's getting picked, this might be my favorite pick in the entire draft. I honestly would like to take him higher, but I feel like people would freak out. Uh, he's almost 20 years of age, 6'7 with a 6'10 wingspan. Look at those comps. Chris Middleton, Robert Covington, Matisse Thibel. What you're seeing there is an evolution of what happens if the offensive game catches on because the defense is there. Middleton, Covington, Thibel, all fantastic defenders. Where the offense gets to is where you end up being in like the I'm incredibly happy range. Let's not forget, Chris Middleton is like a 50-40-90 guy when Giannis Antetokounmpo is not on the floor. That guy can get it done, and he's an above-average defender. Vassal, elite, elite-level defender. 41% from three last season. If he shoots 41% from three in the NBA, and let's just knock that back. Let's call him a 38% three-point shooter in the NBA. That is an above-average three-point shooter and an elite defender. You just saw Robert Covington get traded for two first-round picks in Trevor Ariza. That's the type of value you're going to see on someone like Vassal if he's just mediocre. <laughs> that's that's what's crazy. He's going to be in the league for a very long time. He's a 3 and D wing right now, projects as even bigger in the future if the offensive game clicks. I love this pick. The Cavs have nothing like him on the roster after whiffing at guard for the past two years. Sorry, Cavs. It's true. Uh, he fits in perfectly. I wouldn't imagine the Cavs taking anything better 
This is the pick. Make this pick, Cavs. Trust me, make this pick. At number four, I'm going with a guy that I don't expect to be around at number four tomorrow. That is Anthony Edwards going to the Bulls. Guard out of Georgia, 6'5 with a 6'9 wingspan. The comps are Oladipo, Eric Gordon, and Dion Waiters. You can obviously see the peaks and valleys there. He did not shoot the ball very well in college from three. Uh, sub 30% on a lot of volume. Now, is the problem there degree of difficulty? Is that just him trying to do too much? Hard for me to say. He is a very, very high-end athlete with an incredible ability to create shots for himself. I don't necessarily know if he's going to be a guy that can create shots for others, CD on waiters, but if he does, that works out well. The defense is the ceiling. His athletic ability allows him to be a really big problem, an offensive initiator and creator, and a high-end defensive player. That's why you see the Victor Oladipo comp. When both of those things come together, obviously pre-injury for Oladipo, you see a guy that can be on the edge and in the all-NBA discussion. If that all comes together for Edwards, that's the physical package that he has. The question is, does he get there? Does the three fall enough? I don't know. Does the defense get high enough? I don't know. And that might be why Eric Gordon is the perfect comp here, the guy in the middle. More defense, less offense than... Dion Waiters kind of gets you in that middle package. Not all of the defense of Victor Oladipo, maybe a little bit comparable on offense. That puts you in that Eric Gordon range. That'll get you paid down the line, but I don't know if it's enough to go one, two, or three. And that's why I have three guys ahead of him. Because at number three, I have James Wiseman going to Charlotte. 19 years of age, played, I don't know, like five games or whatever for Memphis. 7-1 with a 7-6 wingspan. And that is why you're seeing... Okongwu fall. Wiseman is a different physical specimen. He is a legit freak athlete. Right out of the gate, he's going to be a terrifying lob threat in the NBA. And every single piece of offensive skill that he picks up will make him scarier and scarier. And the question is, what happens then defensively? When he starts to add more NBA strength, he'll be an even more powerful frame. The defense is going to be a little gambly. He might not be the smartest defender as of right now. He just doesn't have the reps yet. But the athleticism is there. If they can tame his ability to like always look for blocks, I think that he could be a troublesome two-way player. It might be pretty ugly early. He has not been on the basketball court a lot over the past two-plus years. But I think you can see exponential jumps in his game. Comps of Rasheed Wallace and Hassan Whiteside, you have to put away the... Ah, the eccentric nature of both of those men. James Wiseman's a good dude. Really good character. I love the idea of him going here and just taking over as the center for Charlotte. He's got a bunch of solid guards, whether that's Graham or Terry Rozier. Could run some fun pick and roll stuff. This is the perfect fit for Wiseman. I think the Hornets are getting a real bargain at three. Now, this is the pick that I like the least. Number two to the Warriors. I'm going Denny Avdia, and he's 19 out of Maccabi Tel Aviv, 6'9 with a 6'9 wingspan, not usually my favorite. The comps, Gallo, Batum, Saric, that's really where I have my eye. He's a wing playmaker, a smart team defender. I think he would thrive with the ball in his hands with Steph and Clay flying all around the floor because he, he's that kind of initiator. I don't expect the Golden State Warriors to make this pick and I don't expect the Golden State Warriors to take a project with a roster that is set up for them to win. Steph, 
Clay, Draymond, Wiggins to an extent. They're ready to play right now. They have the Andre Iguodala trade exception. This is a team with title aspirations. I can't just take raw dudes that it will be useless for the Warriors. There's a decent chance that I would take Devin Vassell in this spot. It just seemed unrealistic. So I want to com- try to get the combination of maybe a little bit more upside and a guy that can get slotted in right away. Playing in Europe against men I think is important for someone coming over and trying to join the Warriors. So if he can be a Dario Saric, knock down some threes, if he can be what you remember the good Nick Batum to be, another comp for Gallo is kind of crazy, but that is a, a very nice offensive piece coming from a different side of the ball. You get so much offensive action from Steph Curry, from Clay Thompson. To get someone at 6'9", doing a little bit more on the wing with size, plus having those two guys keeping you a little bit more open because you're obviously not leaving Steph and Clay. I think Denny Avdia could fit this Warriors team, but I don't really expect the number two player in the draft to be a Golden State Warrior when all is said and done. Alrighty, everybody. Please hit that like button for the final pick. Number one overall, it has to be LaMelo Ball. Almost 19 years of age, six foot seven with a 6'10 wingspan, ringer comps, Jason Williams, Lonzo Ball, Sean Livingston. I know people are looking at that and thinking that is weird. Jason Williams was a wizard with the ball in his hands, just undersized. Lonzo Ball gets a lot of flack for the way that he plays, but he's still been fantastic in his first few years in the NBA. He's just not what everybody expected him to be. Sean Livingston was a prodigy and his leg exploded and it really changed the way his career would look. What happens if that doesn't happen? Maybe he's LaMelo Ball. I think he has the highest ceiling because no one sees the floor like LaMelo Ball does in this draft class. His defense isn't great now, but it can certainly project. A 6'10 wingspan is real, and he's still growing. I mean, he could finish off 6'8 with a 6'11 wingspan, a 7-foot wingspan. That's a disruptor on the perimeter. There are no problems with his defensive fit. Towns, D'Angelo Russell, he can slot right in and guard guys that aren't involved in either one of them. I think he's actually a dynamic offensive combination with Cat. If you have D'Angelo Russell spotted up, I think that looks great. A much better shooter than LaMelo Ball. If that shot comes around, you're going to be happy. I just want to swing for the fences here. And if I'm Minnesota, I think LaMelo Ball is that answer. There aren't there aren't guys with his combination of size and vision in this class, this is where the NBA is going. He's so dynamic, I can't pass on him. LaMelo Ball is my number one draft pick. Thank you, everybody, for joining me for the first ever Angle Mock, my NBA mock draft. These are the 14 guys that I would take if I controlled every pick in the lottery. I expect there to be some trades. I expect me to be wrong in a bunch of these things. But we will see down the line. Was I right? Am I right that Devin Vassell is going to be significantly better than a lot of the guys below him that will likely be taken ahead of him? Well, yeah, I will be. We'll see it. But the receipts are here. These are my picks. I'll make one last update as we get closer to the draft if anything changes. But thank you. Hit the like button, subscribe, notification bell, all that jazz. I'm excited for the draft. The NBA is fastly approaching. Enjoy it tomorrow. It is noon on a Wednesday when this comes out. 